You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chog Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new week. Here on Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, I indeed am Renee Canales. Joined in the studio by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Big Mike, it's been a while. It, it's been a few days. It uh, is. Uh, my jaw locked up on me. I couldn't eat. I couldn't. D- d- don't lie to the people. Uh, just right. just say you were yeah. talking smack, and I, I just. Big Mike I, taught I, me a lesson. That's man, I went all Deontay Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Andy Ruiz. <laughs> Andy Ruiz, yeah. Uh, but yeah, my jaw locked up on me. I couldn't eat. It was hard to talk. Uh, so had to take a few days. Uh, but we're back here. Uh, we're enjoying this beautiful day that it is yeah. outside after the crappy weather that we had yesterday. Uh, just absolute downpours. Um, and that's actually the reason why the Yankees and the Mets uh, game one of the Subway Series got rained out yesterday. Uh, so they're playing a uh, doubleheader today. Right now it is... Four to two currently, top of the fourth inning. Uh, Mets up four to two. Uh, Jeff McNeil hits a three-run homer off of Masahiro Tanaka in the top of the third to give the Mets a four-one lead. Gary Sanchez gets a run back on a pop-up to uh, that that actually just dropped between three guys. There was just no way that the Mets players could get it. It was a uh, Dom Smith, yeah. Jeff McNeil, and uh, and Conforto. Nobody could get to it. Uh, so the Yankees get a run back there. It's four to two right now. Um, so we got that going on. We have the Women's World Cup. We got the United States Women's National Team in action today for their first game of the group stage. They play at three o'clock against Thailand. Uh, so we'll be talking about we'll be giving updates on that as as the game approaches, when the game starts, and uh, throughout the show. Here we had Game Five of the NBA Finals last night, and boy. What a game it was. We're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on game six of the Stanley Cup final as well. Um, oh, because something big's happening tomorrow. Oh, oh, Beantown is going to be ready. Oh, it's going to be um, it's going to be incredible. The best two words in sports. And no, it's not Cracker Jacks or Hot Dogs. It's game seven. Yeah. We're going to touch on that as well. Um, and a little bit about, it, about the David Ortiz situation that's going on. Uh, actually, let's start off with that real quick. All right. Um, Sunday night. Uh, news came out, breaking news, uh, David Ortiz was shot in the back. Um, in the lower back region, bullet went through and through through his abdomen. Um, got rushed to the hospital, had surgery. Um, there was actually some organ damage um, from the from the bullet wound, so they had to, uh, you know, repair that. He is in ICU, but he is in stable condition, expected to make a full recovery at some point. Uh, underwent a second and surgery in Boston. Exploratory surgery yeah. just to make sure that everything that was done was done correctly, pretty much, essentially is what that means. Um, but what the Red Sox did as an organization was just absolutely first world class. They, they, everybody found out about the situation that David Ortiz was going through. The Red Sox sent their private jet to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm to fly him back to Boston so he can receive the world-class attention of the doctors 
at a, a Mass General Hospital, I believe it is, that he's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not saying anything about the Dominican Republic hospitals or anything like that. But, I mean, if you have some of the, wor- some of the best doctors in the world, surgeons, you're going to want to be there. And as an organization, the Red Sox did it for one of their greatest players in, in the history of their organization, yeah. one of the, the most beloved Red Sox ever. He's a beloved figure. Baseball player in general. A yeah. lot of people love this guy. Uh, I His mean, smile is, inf- is infectious. His personality. Exactly. And um, you know what? You know the, the, the speech that he gave after the, the Boston Marathon bombings mm-hmm. with the Boston Strong, you know. Um, uh, you know What he's meant to the city exactly, of Boston. Exactly. And, and a lot of people were touched by what, 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 by what happened. Uh, I know, you know, several of us, uh, you know, on Twitter and whatnot, you expressed our concerns and whatnot. Um, but thankfully, he will, you know, fortunately, he will be okay. Uh, it might be a long road back to full recovery, but he will be fine. Um, it's just sad that as humans, you know, some people just aren't afraid to take somebody else's life. You know, and it's, it's I mean... How how diabolical does somebody have to be? I mean, to to even want to go to that extent to take somebody else's life. It's think about who this is. This is David Ortiz. He's one, not only just here in the United States, but right? Down right? In baseball, in the but Republic. down in the Dominican Republic, he's one of the most beloved people, man. And, and he's meant so much to so many people. He saved so many people. You know, he's helped out his community, just the, the, the country of the Dominican Republic itself. Um, and I know there's a lot of, you know, speculation going around as to why exactly he was shot. We're not going to get into the specifics yeah. of that because, you know, we're not. We don't know. We don't know. But at first it was said it was an attempted robbery, but you the video came out. There was there was no intent to I, rob. Him. I couldn't watch the video. I, I saw it and I was just like I was flabbergasted. I was yeah. like, wow. You first of all, you can't see the suspect, but the suspect was apprehended apparently. Um and he was apparently beat by the by the people of, you know, the, the surrounding area where they were at. Um during a getaway, I guess the motorcycle that they were on kind of uh, you know, it fell. So they, they, they caught the guy. They started kicking him in the face, beating him up pretty much until the cops came around. But, um, yeah, I mean, what just what David Ortiz meant, meant and means to the community in the Dominican Republic is what is sort of flabbergasting about everything that's going on. And he's been an ambassador for baseball yeah. recently. You and, know, and, and not even just, I mean, just in sports in general, the love that, that you know, that, the that city came of out. Boston. The city of Boston. You know, any athlete, any anybody, you know, and if you think of David Ortiz, you know, you, you think of obviously what he meant for the Red Sox mm-hmm. in the three world championships, but he was more than that. He was a leader for them on off the field. You he brought epitomized up the, the city of Boston. He did. He made that into kind of his home. Yeah. It, yeah. He, he made his home the, away from home. And. And for a long time, he was maybe not the face, but he was one of the faces of baseball. Yeah. And he meant so much to a lot of people. And he still does. And you can see it by the outpouring of love that that, that was given and that was, you know, shown through social media and whatnot. You've seen Tom Brady, J.J. Watt. I mean, you've seen players from every sport 
in America. You saw former president of the United States, Barack Obama, tweeting it out mm-hmm. there. I mean, just everybody, everybody, everybody um, really concerned about what happened with, with David Ortiz. You saw Pedro Martinez last night on MLB Tonight um, when when he was asked to talk about what David Ortiz meant to him and how he br- basically broke down yeah. and was furious. He he was mainly he wasn't sad. He was mainly furious about at, what happened. About what happened, um, and you know he calls him compai, which is you know brother, pretty much. You mm-hmm. know, and, and that's that's what David Ortiz is to Pedro Martinez. You saw his his uh, his reaction to that, but you know, thankfully he is um, in stable condition in Boston, uh, getting some of the best treatment that he can receive. Um, and you know, as as time goes on, they'll give more updates. We'll give more updates on that if we but get him. If we yeah, if if we get him, but he is in stable condition in the ICU. Expected a big pop. Expected to make a full recovery. Uh, might be a long road, but is expected to make a full recovery. So yeah, he is Boston strong. He, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he really is. He really is. I mean, as a Yankee fan, you know, obviously you but, but you, you grow take... to you grow to hate the Red Sox, but in a situation like that, you you, you don't hate them. You, you don't you, hate, you don't hate the person. You, you hate, hate the, the fact player. that he was affiliated with the team. Right. That's just what it was. Um, but yeah, thinking of him, hoping that you know everything turns out perfectly fine and he goes back to a normal life uh, after he gets through this uh, situation situation there. Um, but with that being said, we're going to transition over to the NBA Finals. Because <laughs> tough transition, but okay. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was a tough transition, but that's that's, that's what, what we're we here do. for, yeah. But we're going to talk about the the fun things in sports now, the fun things about life, and the NBA Finals was all of that last night. But there's one thing that happened that was kind of serious. That was very concerning, very serious, very concerning to a lot of people, especially Nick fans. Did you see the back page of the? I think it was the Daily no, News I did not. today. I think it, it was the Daily News that said the Knicks had lost Game Five. Yeah, um, that's so a little extreme. But what happened last night? Kevin Durant was cleared to play in Game Five, coming off of the calf injury that 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 kept him out of the Western Conference Finals and in the first four games of the of the of the NBA Finals. Clearly, he was not one hundred percent. He really wasn't. You. If you're in your right mind, you knew he wasn't 100%. Yeah. But he was only in there because of the fact that the Golden State Warriors had their backs against the walls. And he loves them. And he, Yeah, and he wanted to go out there and be with his guys. Yeah. And if you're going to lose, you're going to lose together. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to win, you're going to win together. That's what Kevin Durant wanted to do. He got cleared to play. He went out. You saw him in the tunnel doing his little dance before his little shimmy before the game. You're thinking, holy crap, this dude is dancing. He's going to drop 40 points tonight. There was a video of him dunking in warm-ups, too. He was sh- taking shots, cutting left and right. Um, uh, he-, he was dribbling, cutting left, dunking. Uh, I mean, going up for layups. I mean, he- this guy was ready. Not 100% ready, but he was ready enough to go and play the game. As the Yankees just tied the game. A home run. It looks like Gio Urshela ties the game 4-4 New York Yankees against the New York Mets in the Bronx. His fifth home run of the season off of Zach Wheeler as the Bronx goes wild. Um, but game starts. Katie's hot. Mm-hmm. Three of three from three. 11 points. And you're thinking, holy crap, this dude is really going to drop 40. And he's really going to get this Warriors team to a game six. 
and then the second quarter hits with nine minutes to go. KD goes to, I'm guessing, he takes a dribble, cuts to the left, takes a step to the left, and down he goes. Mm-hmm. And immediately he clutches his right leg, goes to the, goes to the calf Achilles region of his, of his right leg. He says, he tells the bench, take me out. Yeah, take he me out. You right away. Right away. Guys, uh, you know, the, 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 the athletic trainers come out. Andre Iguodala on one side, the athletic trainer on the other. Steph Curry behind him going towards the locker room. Bob Myers, uh, the, uh, Bob Meyer, the general manager of the, of the Golden State Warriors behind him as well, trailing him to the locker room. Then you see the replay of what happened to his lower right leg. And you instantly knew his Achilles had popped. You see, just as he goes to take a step, how he puts his right foot down, the muscle, the the the, the Achilles just goes pop. Mm-hmm. Look at the replay if you haven't. It's kind of gruesome, actually, yeah. to even look at it. But I saw it, and I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. I'm not a doctor. I didn't get my PhD <laughs> or MD from Stony Brook. I didn't go there. I'm not a doctor, but I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. So he's out of the game. He leaves the building in crutches. And in a boot. <clears throat> and in a boot. Uh, Bob Meyer, uh, after the game, during the press conference, uh, pretty much said, um, we're going to get the MRI, but it looks like it's an Achilles injury. And, and he's, he's basically flying in tears. to New York today. Durant's yeah. flying to New York today to get that checked. But. Uh, so he's probably getting it checked now at this point mm-hmm. or has already gotten it checked and got the results. It just hasn't been released, released yet, but. According to Ramona Shelburne, Shelburne and uh, Woj, and, Shelburne. and Woj, it, it, it is an Achilles tear. That's what that's what it's that's what like. the Warriors yeah. feared. Yeah. So, um, so he's done for the game. The Warriors are left to do this without Kevin Durant the rest of the way. They uh, go into half leading uh, the Toronto Raptors. At the end of the third quarter, it's a six-point lead by the Golden State Warriors. And, and, then, and then the madness just ensues. I kind of got Kawhi. It, it it did in, in, Golden, in Golden State. State. But Toronto was heard around the world at that point. Jurassic Park outside of the Scotiabank uh, Center was just lit. Lit, lit, lit. Kawhi Leonard scores 10 points in a row. The Raptors take the lead. And then Nick Nurse calls a timeout. With three minutes to go after a defensive rebound by Fred Van Vliet. And Kawhi Leonard is on fire. And you call a timeout. I mean, yeah, I get it. They were probably gassed. Kawhi Leonard had chucked up an air ball uh, at, uh, throughout that 10, point, mm-hmm. um, straight, 10 straight points that he had. Um, they, they, you know, Defensively, they just look kind of gassed a little bit. Nick Nurse is thinking, all right, let's call a timeout. Let's get the guys regrouped. But then you're also giving the Golden State Warriors a chance to sort of catch their breath because Kawhi Leonard is torching them right now, torching them. And it seemed like that was that. They had a 103-97 lead, did the Toronto Raptors. They only scored two points after that. 
Klay Thompson hits a big three down the stretch. Steph Curry hits a big three coming off of a screen. Mm-hmm. And, and then that man again. Oh, what, Mama, what, what, what's, what's there your, goes that man. What, what was your what's your terminology? The onions. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I mean, the stones on this dude, man. The onions. Clay Thompson hits a three to give. By by the way, not appreciated enough is that pass by Draymond. Oh, I, I thought that was that extra pass was gonna kill them. It killed me to see that extra pass. I was like, oh, what are you doing? But then I saw I got into the hands of Clay, and he pump fakes the three on Kawhi. On Kawhi, Kawhi goes flying into the stands, pretty much. It looked like, and Clay's all alone. I'm thinking, oh my god, he's gonna hit the three! Bang! As Mike Breen likes to say, Clay Thompson hits the three to give the Warriors a three point lead, 106, 103 at that point, and that pretty much sealed the game. I saw that three. I was like, that's it. Game's over. Klay Thompson just hit this three. They hit three straight threes, nine points. Game over. And I mean, I mean, boy. I was just what, thinking, what what <clears throat> shot is Kawhi taking? And and, now, and I'm thinking, boy, what's gonna happen after this? Oh boy, I was. Oh my goodness gracious! You had a backcourt violation on Draymond Green. You had an offensive foul on Boogie Cousins. You had a goaltending. By Boogie Cousins as well to make it 106-105. They also had that basket interference call, Boogie. Yes, which I thought was over the was away from the cylinder. Boogie had it. Boogie timed it perfectly. I thought. Referees went to the replay, deemed it was a um, a, a basket interference. I guess they 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 call yeah. it right. Um, so that happened, and a oh boy, the Raptors have the ball with about 15 seconds on the clock. And Kyle Lowry brings the ball up. He take take it away, taken away by Kawhi Leonard pretty much. Kawhi Leonard says, give me the ball. You're thinking Kawhi's either going to run a play <clears throat> or or he's going to feed it off to Fred Van Vliet, who's going to drive it into the, into the paint, probably get contact, get a foul or something like that, try mm-hmm. to get some foul shots. No. Ball ends up in the hands of Kyle Lowry, who on, I actually saw a, a, a replay of it as well. Kyle Lowry takes a three, misses game over, 106-105, Warriors win the game. Draymond Green actually got fingertips onto the ball yes. to cause it to actually uh, – What a wonderful closeout. Oh, absolutely. Draymond. Warriors win 106-105. Game six now in Golden at Golden State on Thursday. Thursday. And the st- there's two stories to this. It's the Kevin Durant injury and then the game itself. Mm-hmm. And the way it ended. So how do you want to tackle it? Well, the way we're going to tackle it is we're we're going to talk about the Kevin Durant injury first. Okay. And what that means moving forward. Because at this point now, <clears throat> there's various things sort of that's, a, that, that's attached to this. It, it, this injury has legs to it. It has the legs going towards free agency and what's going to happen now. Our team's going to be scared away at the fact that Kevin Durant is not, now has an Achilles injury and he's possibly going to be out a full year because that's how long Achilles injuries tend to go, mm-hmm. 12 months. So he's going to miss a full year of basketball, mm-hmm. right? You, As you, Luke you, Voigt just hits a mammoth three-run homer to give the Yankees a 7-4 to four lead. Luke Voigt turning the ball. 
Luke Voigt hits it to Detroit, as John Sterling likes to say. I, I thought it was going to be something with Luke, I am your father. No, 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 no. He says Voigt hits it to Detroit. But okay. uh, Yankees take a 7-4 lead on a Luke Voigt three-run homer. Uh, Caused by errors, actually. The runners on base were actually one was a part walk of errors. And, one, yeah. one was a walk. Um, but back to Kevin Durant. Now there's speculation that you know teams are going to be scared to, to to give him the max contract, or is he going to opt into his player option that he has with the Golden State Warriors, and and just rehab with the Warriors, and then he can still right yeah. his contract can run out, and he can still get the max contract next the year. next year. That can happen as well. Yeah. So there there's various legs as as to what what this Kevin Durant injury has means in, in, in the circles of the NBA. And, and we've heard all year that he was leaving. Yes. And not, and, and not only does that affect him, that affects the other free agents as well. Oh, of course. So, um, but yeah, I but, mean. But he, here was where I was going with that. To see Andre Guadala and Steph Curry do what they did <clears> – <throat> Not necessarily, oh, they helped him walk off the floor. No, they... They, they were showing that he's their it's brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. Yeah. That's what, it's, that's what it showed me. Yeah, That same these thing. guys, Genuinely they don't care. Can. They don't care about the outside noise. They don't care that the media is making it seem like this team doesn't care if Kevin Durant is here or not. That, that they feel that Kevin Durant is selfish for, trying, for treating his injury the way he did. Mm-hmm. They showed that. That's that's our boy. That's that's our brother right there. He just went out there. He sacrificed his own health For us to and win. career to win, to play this game. Our backs are against the wall. He came out in the first quarter, had 11 points. Yep. And he went down with an injury. You know what? We're going to go out there and we're going to play for this man. Yeah. This man went out there. He sacrificed it all for us. He was at best. 75%. At best. I don't care what anybody tells me. Yeah, he was not. He was nowhere near 100%. I don't think, I don't think he was 75. I'm, I think it was less. Whatever it was, right? Yeah. He, he this, went out there. He went out there hurt. Hobbled. And he played his you-know-what off. He played his tail off. For the minutes he got, giving them 11 points, 3 of 3 from 3. It's sad, man, because... I mean, you want a you want to see a finals with Kevin Durant in it, right? Yeah, you, you just you want, want to, you want to see Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Andre you want Guadal- to see the best players. You want to see that happen, and that's been taken away from us, obviously, right? But we've still had a hell of a finals, yeah. regardless of the fact. But it's it's sad to see the way he went down. He went out. The only way he, he he really could go out, right, playing basketball in a yeah. sense. Right? I'm not saying he's dead or anything like that. I'm making this. It, it seems that way, but I'm. That's not obviously not. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, what that means moving forward. I I would say this, and we we focus a lot on him being a free agent because he is. Some say the best player in the world. Some would say the second best. I I don't really. Care. He's a, he, He's a he, top, top player, player in, in the world. world. You never want to see a guy get hurt. Nah. In any sport, especially the non-contact stuff, because that seems to be the worst kind of injury. 
the first injury was not in contact as well. Yeah. And so you just hope he he's able to get back and being Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's what but, that's what all that's all we can really hope for at this point. Yeah. And, and you're going to be you said, you know, if it's the Achilles, it's probably a year. Yeah. And that's a year without arguably one of the best stars in the game. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see what's going to happen in terms of free agency if he does. It's a second. It, no, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you, you hope for the health and you hope for, for him to make a speedy recovery and whatnot. Um, but in terms of free agency, now we're really going to see what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Our team's going to be afraid to go out there and give him the max. Is he going yeah, to uh, opt into his player option with the Golden State Warriors for, for a year? Um, we're going to see what happens at this point. But we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about the game itself and what happened down the stretch and how big and how, how big of a momentum swing could that be for the Golden State Warriors? Or are they still still in deep trouble? When we come back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. T-minus 20 minutes. T-minus 20 minutes for the USA Women's National Team's first game at the FIFA Women's World Cup in France going up against Thailand. That starts at exactly 3 o'clock. Uh, so just wanted to give you a little uh, T-minus breakdown here on Chalk Talk because that's what we do. Um, but let's let's get back to the NBA Finals Game 5. Big Mike, stop laughing, man. I can't help stop it. Stop laughing. All right. I'm sorry. I know I'm this funny to look at, but geez, keep it down. Um, uh, but, yeah, let's get back into a Game 5 last night. 106-105, the Golden State Warriors stave off elimination for at least one more game. The Oracle gets to see another one. Um, as this is the final game at the Oracle Arena. Yes. Um, as the Golden State Warriors moving into their new, uh, I think it's the Chase Center or it's Chase in Arena. San it's in San Francisco, but it's supposed to be like oh, state of the art, modernized, all that good stuff. So like all new arenas. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but let's break it down here, man. Because break it down. Uh, I mean. You know, the first half, obviously, Kevin Durant going down sort of took a little bit of the air out of the balloon there in Toronto. Um, it was a competitive first half. Steph Curry was doing Steph Curry things. Kawhi Leonard, not necessarily in terms of points, but he was getting his rebounds out there. Kawhi Leonard really didn't do anything until, until the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah. On the offensive side, at least, right? Yeah, offensive. He didn't, he didn't do any much of anything necessarily. Um, but still, the Raptors were were close in the game. Yeah, it was it was close throughout. Um, then the second half occurs, right? The uh, the, the Golden State Warriors uh, sort of jump out to a, a decent sized lead there. Um, Steph Curry's hitting his shots once again. I think he goes for about 30, 31. 31 points in this one. Um, Clay got twenty six. Yeah, Clay got himself a, a, a good game as well. So, you know, these guys are hitting their shots, um, and you're thinking, man, I, I don't know necessarily. Kevin Durant goes down. It's sort of destined now for the Raptors to come back and win this game at that point. You're thinking, okay, they, they've defied the odds in a sense with, with, with going out there and playing against Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. They, they kind of got through it. He got hurt, unfortunately, but you still have to go out there and play the game. They're going out there. They're... You know, it, third, third quarter closes out. It's, um, I think it was like 80, 
It might have been like 83 yeah, or something, something like, like that. It was like a it was a close margin at the end of the third quarter. And then Kawhi Leonard just absolutely goes bananas. He starts going off, right? We talked about the Nick Nurse decision to call the timeout. We talked about the things that happened at the end of the game with the with, with the um, basket interference call, the goaltending, the backcourt violation, the the offensive foul call. And, and you're thinking, all of this is going in the Raptors' way. <laughs> like, I mean, how incredible is this? Like, Toronto is actually going to go out there and win their first title in NBA, in their history mm-hmm. in 25 years, pretty much. And in the back of my head, I'm like, dude. It's not. They won a championship before the Knicks sort of did again, right? And, I mean, the way things sort of happened there, Big Mike, I mean, just – let, let's try to break it down a little bit. I mean, okay. Everyone points to the timeout as being the downfall, but I think there was a play. I think it was afterwards as the Yankees look like they're going to tack on another run here. Yep, eight eight of four. The Yankees lead now. Yeah, RBI single. Kendrick Morales comes around to score. Uh, Zach Wheeler uh, by Gio Rochella again. Four RBIs. Four for RBIs Gio. for Gio on a three run homer and in. RBI single. All right, so they're doubling up the Mets 8-4. Zach Wheeler just doesn't have it today. Um, There was a play, I believe it was after the timeout, where Kyle Lowry's driving to the lane, Mm -hmm. and whoever steps in front of him steps in front of him, but he goes to pass to Marc Gasol, Mm -hmm. who's open for a three. It's a bad pass by Lowry. So it would have wound up being a backcourt violation, that's right. But it wound up being a shot clock, and it goes unnoticed. Because of the timeout, but I thought that was a big play. Also, well, you, you come, you're coming off there in empty possession, mm-hmm. and down the stretch, I alluded to it. The Raptors only got two more points after the timeout was called, basically. Um, that that got them to to, to the 105 um, uh, score for them, right? Yes. At the end of the game, they only they only mustered out two more points after that timeout, which is incredible to even think about. But it was all of those empty possessions that they had. Mm-hmm. You alluded to that one. That was a terrible one. I was I was watching it in the break room at work, and I'm thinking, you can't have that happen coming out of a timeout. Yeah. You, can, you just simply can't. You're Kyle Lowry, the point guard. You know how to pass the ball. Either, either I, I understand, right? You're, you're driving into the lane. You're going up there contested at that point, right? Draw the foul. Draw the foul. Exactly. Draw the foul. Because what are you – by throwing it backwards, pretty much, is exactly what was sort of happened there. He threw it backwards. And there's no tough there, roll in the NBA. Yeah, there is not. And look at what happened. It, it, it didn't turn out to be a, a, a backcourt violation, but it turned out to be a shot clock violation. Clock. Now you're giving the Warriors another opportunity to go out there and get some points on the, uh, on the, on the other side of the court. Mm-hmm. Empty possessions killed the Raptors at the end of the game. And the listen, let's give the Warriors. And the Warriors some, capitalized. Let, let's give the Warriors some love too. They showed true fight. They did, and, and everyone, you know, it's the heart of a champion. Steph Curry's one. Clay Thompson's one. Those guys nailed huge shots in big moments to bring their team one more win and bring them home for Game Six uh, Thursday night. As Clay Thompson said after the game. Even going down six with three minutes left, their ball, we didn't panic. We just do what we do. And that's exactly what they did. Steph Curry hits a big three. Klay Thompson hits two big threes. 
Draymond Dr- makes that pass, mm-hmm. played makes that huge defensive play on Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Quinn Cook made some shots. First of all, you got to give Steph Curry credit there on that on that uh, Clay Thompson three to give them the lead, 106-103, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You got to give Steph Curry credit Because he drives Cause, it. Because he drives it, kicks it out to Draymond Green, who then makes that extra pass to, Kawhi, uh, to, to Clay Thompson. Yeah. All the credit in the world to Steph Curry for his basketball vision his IQ. at that moment. Exactly. Yeah. You got to give him that credit there. Um, give Boogie credit, too. I mean, for what Boogie Cousins has given them. Yeah. Since, and, you know, he didn't have a good game. I think it was game four, game mm-hmm. three or four. But he came back into play last night, and he played well. Uh, little update, Yankees tack on another run. Brett Gardner with a RBI triple gives the Yankees a 9-4 to four, nine to four lead. And at this point, if you're Mickey Cowell, you kind of just got to yank out uh, Zach Wheeler. You should have yanked him out before. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Yankees have a 9-4 lead with two outs in the bottom of the and fifth. And 11 minutes till U.S. Women's Yes. <laughs> T-minus 11 minutes, baby. Uh, I'm super excited for this. I'm so I, I'm so excited for this, man. I really am. Um, but I'm not the biggest soccer person, but yeah, I'm excited for World Cup. Yeah, I mean this is this is as good as it gets, man. The number one ranked team in the world, the United States Women's National Team, um, going out there and trying to defend uh, their their title. Their title. Who's their? Uh, I know who's their get, biggest rival. Who's their biggest threat? Um, I know we'll get back to the NBA. Sweden. Uh, who just beat Chile two nothing in the first in the what, first game? Wasn't of the that day. the former U.S. coach? Jill? It, used, it used to be no oh. Pia Sunhagen. Okay, uh, used to be the head coach of the Sweden national team. Uh, Jill Ellis is the head coach of the, uh, okay. of the United States national team. Um, you got Sweden, who's in their same group. Um, they're they're one of the biggest threats for for the United States. You got France, obviously, who is uh, the home country mm-hmm. in this World Cup. Um, Japan is always a threat. Who the United States played in the finals uh, four years ago in 2015, um, they're always a threat. I mean, it, it, a lot of teams are sort of sort of rising within the women's ranks at this point. Uh, Germany is is also another one. Okay. Uh, so uh, definitely, um, definitely some games to look at, man. It's gonna <laughs> be fun. It really is. It's a month long. A lot of soccer. A lot of soccer coming up. It really is. Uh, but back to the basketball. All right. Um, where were we? I don't even know where we were. Talking okay. about the yeah. Warriors. Wow. The Warriors. Okay. Uh, Steph's IQ. Yeah, Steph's, yeah, Steph's IQ was it was incredible down the stretch. And and the defense on that last possession, when Kawhi gets the ball, it's an immediate double team with Iguodala, and I believe it was Clay. And and I'm thinking, right? Clay takes the uh, Kawhi takes the ball out of uh, out of Kyle Lowry's hands at that point, right? I'm thinking there's going to be a pl- a play run. Right, mm-hmm. but no, the, 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 he he dishes it off. I think to Van, to Van Vliet, who then dishes it off to Kyle Lowry in the corner. Draymond Draymond Green closes him out perfectly, gets the fingertips on the, onto the ball, and that's the end of the game. But coming out of a, a, a situation like that, right, where Boogie Cousins commits the offensive foul there, and you're taking the ball side out, there ha- Nick Nurse, th- there has to be a play run. There has to be something run. You have to call timeout, draw it up. And you, I, I think they had one more timeout they did. there. My thing was, I don't think he wanted the Warriors to get all set up, but to me, run, no, but you, run, yeah. you need to run something. You need to run a play there. You need to run a play Whether there. Whether it's 
Yeah. Because like, the, they, se- the season is right there. You, you are win. right there. You could win your first NBA title. In your first year. In your first year. At home. You you were down one. All you needed was a basket. That's it. Don't go for the three. If you got the three, fine. Whatever. But go in there. Try to get the two. Try to get a foul. Try to make. Try to get contact. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean... It Several things could have happened. It, it doesn't didn't have even to be have that to way. be Kawhi. No, it doesn't. Because Van Vliet has been shooting the ball well. Marcus Gasol's had a really nice finals. Exactly. Kyle Lowry has had a, a, a pretty, pretty nice. good second half of the NBA playoffs here. Yeah. Siakam is still, you Exa- know. Yeah. I mean, we get it. We saw it. We know how good Philadelphia is. We saw it against Philadelphia in the second round. Kawhi gets the last shot. Right? Yeah. But... You know, there were there were several guys on the floor. There were four other guys there, three other guys there that could have taken a shot. And you knew they were going to game plan Kawhi. You oh, yes. knew that. Absolutely. So you could have used that as a decoy. Get somebody exactly. else open. Right? If you're, if, if, you're inst- po- if you're instantly getting the double team, right? Pick P- and pop. Pick and pop. Pick and roll with Gasol. I mean, there was just several things that could have happened in that moment for the Toronto Raptors to give them the ability to win this game and finish off the series. And now... You're going to a game six in, in 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 Oakland with a team full of sharpshooters. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Can you imagine if the Golden State Warriors go out there Thursday night and force a game seven? Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't think we have to imagine it. I, I think it's what's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? Oh, uh, I, hey, Mike. I believe in the Warriors. You believe that they will win. I do. I, I listen. Steph had the one big game, the forty-seven, and he played really well. And they lost. Well, last night, um, he struggled in the second half, but he made the plays when he had to. Clay's making the plays when he has to. Draymond's making the plays when he has to. I, I think the Raptor. I think it would be easier for the Raptors. To not get a game seven because <laughs> then all the pressure's back on you at home. I think the all you, I think all the pressure's on them now. I do too. You lost you lost game five at home. All the pressure's on oh, you. I, now I agree because with the Golden State Warriors are a team that once they once they smell blood, they're going after you. And I, I think there's a little cut. I think there's blood spewing out at this point. Yep. It might not be a lot, but there's, but there's blood. something. There, there's it's something. like that scene in Finding Nemo, when um, when I think it's Dory that 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 gets hit in the nose, and then Bruce comes. and then Bruce fish all friends, not, not food, <laughs> not at that point, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that that that's what the Golden State Warriors are. The yeah. Golden State Warriors are Bruce. They smell blood. They are going after you. Let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen. They are filled with sharpshooters. Yeah. There's a reason why the name Splash Brothers is there. Mm-hmm. Their one downfall, or one of their downfalls, is they do have a little bit of a lack of size. And their bench isn't and, as and, strong. And they're not as deep because of the injuries. Yeah. I, I mean, Kavon Looney, I believe, got hurt again last night. Well, he's he he's barely moved. With a bro- broken he could collar barely ball. move at that point. Yeah, so you need more, a little bit more out of Boogie, and you need, you're going to need Andrew Bogut. 
and you're going to need Andre Iguodala to play more of a role in rebounding the basketball. Listen, I know as much as, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, Andrew Bogut, Kevon Looney, Boogie Cousins, Sean Livingston needs to show up, dude. I mean, this was a guy that was that was essential in the early mm-hmm. stages of the Warriors when they first won their title. Yeah. This dude had no points in 16 minutes yesterday. Yeah, I, 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 and I, understand. I think that role for him is kind of diminished diminished because of the um, emergence of Quinn Cook. Yes, no, I understand so, that. So I think they want Sean Livingston more out there for his defense, defense. and his ability to be a good rebounding guard. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. So, but in, 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 in a game like that, you need people, You need your people who, who, who you know can score to go out there and actually make some buckets. Yeah. I, you know, for, fortunately for the Golden State Warriors, it didn't turn out to bite them in the butt. Right. You know, they won the game. But when you look at it a certain way, right, you're lucky that the, that the Toronto Raptors didn't get much more out of their bench besides out of Serge Ibaka and, for, and Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet had 11. Ibaka had 15. Ibaka's coming to play the past oh, couple yes, of years. Oh, yes, he's absolutely balling right now. But you had a guy like Norman Powell who only had two points. And an emphatic two points, yes. but yeah. <laughs> but just imagine if he had produced just a tad bit more off the bench, right, mm-hmm. in his 12 minutes of play, that could have been the difference in That's the game. That's the difference in the game. Yeah, right. So luckily for the Warriors, the bench play did not necessarily affect them drastically mm-hmm. but it's something that's going to be that, that's going to need to improve from them just look at it this way the the the, the raptors are playing with the four-man bench powell ibaka van vliet and mccaw and mccaw and that's the if former McCaw, warrior that's if mccaw gets some playing time because there's there's been games where mccaw hasn't even sniffed the court yeah and you could tell when you know in timeouts and stuff Kawhi's running out too. Yeah, I mean this is uh, they have really rode him into. Yeah, but I mean they 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 rode him as much as they have now because of the fact that he got some time off during the season. You yeah. know, he gets his rest, his load management. Exactly. Pace, yeah. So he's able to do that, right? Oh, I'm not arguing that part. I, I'm just saying you could play these guys a little bit more minutes and give him a little bit of a breather, but you know. The way he's played, you know, no one's going to argue that. No, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, at the end of the day, right, the Golden State Warriors pushed this to a game six. And now this is where it really gets interesting. Because, to me, the Raptors, should, the Raptors needed to close it out yesterday. That's just no if ands, or buts about it. They needed to close it out yesterday. Mm-hmm. You just opened the, the gates of hell at this point if you're the Raptors. <laughs> Listen, I, I think when you look at the Golden State Warriors and who they are and what they've been able to accomplish, you don't want them back in this. No. And now they're going home. They have the confidence that they know they can win this game. And they're playing for the pride of you know one of their own in KD. So it's a tough pill to swallow if you're the Raptors, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's over. I just don't like their chances. Ladies and gentlemen, it's game time. United States against Thailand. 
getting ready to kick off in, in just mere seconds. And with that being said, it's 3 o'clock. We're going to take a break <laughs> when we come back. The official start of the 3 o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We're going to touch on the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. We're going to break that down. Game 6, Game 7 is tomorrow. So we're going to talk about that as well. A little, bit, a little baseball here. Got the Yankees and the Mets uh, still ongoing. We've got some stuff to talk about, man. We've we really got do. stuff. Yeah. We've got stuff. I'm going to put it on a silver platter for you guys. <laughs> Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Three o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am Renee Canales, joined in the studio by Big Mike Rifkin. This indeed is Chalk Talk. USA Thailand nil nil. Seven minutes in, USA gets a goal disallowed, overturned due to the video assistant referee offsides on Alex on Alex Morgan. Um, that was close, man. We're looking at the replay right now. Right on the line was Alex Morgan, um, but. Video assistant referee overturns the call. USA with all the pressure here, Big Mike. Yeah. Uh, early on. Uh, clear, of, clear two, three chances on net already for them. Yeah, a couple uh, of rebounds, too, given up by the tie. Well, that, that's Thailand one thing you got to look at here, right? I mean, the USA is going to take shots from left and right. Uh, we were listening to the uh, color commentaries here um, as the USA gets into the box there. But, um, you know, on shots, you got to go out there and you got to pressure the goalkeeper because you know they're going to leave rebounds out there. So, I mean, that's what's going to have to happen here. I mean, they're getting pressure from left and right, uh, pressuring the fullbacks of Thailand. I mean, this is going to be a consistent theme throughout this game. Possession is going to be in, in the favor of the U.S., probably like 80-20 at this point, mm-hmm. uh, what it seems like. But um, we'll give you live updates on that one. Uh, the Mets get another run off of Masahiro Tanaka. Ahmed Rosario singles. Uh, top six, Dominic Smith scores, so that's 9-5. Inning, uh, t- top half of the inning over, Yankees coming up to bat now. Um, but, yeah, that's the score there, 9-5 in the Bronx. Game one of the doubleheader today between the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. Yeah, game two will be Jason Vargas against J- J- uh, James Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vargas. Vargas. <laughs> I mean, he's pitching like the ace right now. I mean, well, after Zach Wheeler's performance this afternoon, they might need him to be I'm a Vargas. I'm still shocked that this dude pitched a complete game the, uh, not too long ago. Shocked. And, and it happened all that night after Mickey took Syndergaard out. I am absolutely pitches. just flabbergasted that that happened. Just absolutely shocked. I, I'm, I, I'm st- I still can't believe that that happened, man. The Jason Vargas that we've grown to know and hate. And love. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, just unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, we'll give you updates on that game as well as that progresses forward. Uh, Like we said, game two is at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, But let's, Big Mike, make a little bit of a transition, right? Okay. From one sport to another. Okay. (sighs) St. Louis had everything ready. <laughs> you know the crowd, thirty thousand people were out in the streets. You know at the at the uh, I guess the you know the street parties, the viewing parties. Yep. Uh, sure. You know you, you had about seventeen to twenty thousand in the in the arena itself. Stanley was there. Stan, yeah, Stanley was there. He was getting ready, all you know, prepped up. You know the white gloves were getting ready to be put on. 
And then puck dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing we talked about earlier on in this series, you can't take stupid penalties. And what happened in this game? Yeah. You take a stupid penalty that leads to a power play by the by the Boston Bruins. Ryan O'Reilly tries to clear a puck, goes over the boards, well, that, over that, the glass. That's not that's, stupid. No, no, that's, that's just accidental. No, that's no one hundred percent. But the one on Braden Shen, that, that's, that's that, stupid. That's that's what I'm talking about, yeah. right? But then that led to the Ryan O'Reilly trying to clear the puck, yeah, which goes, goes over the play. glass. Results in a five-on-three, and, and then you get the little rascal who scores a goal the in Brad, Brad Marchand. The little rascal. The stat that they put out was just incredible. 25-1? and one. One. Yep. The Boston Brewers are 25-1 and one in the playoffs when Brad Marchand scores in a game. Unheard of. Unreal. Shocking. Dude, they Shocking. just march on. No, they really do. They really do. It's incredible. What they can do when Brad when Brad Marchand scores, but he's that important. He he really is. He scores the first goal, right? Then they go on to the five on four. They kill that off. Yep. Um, but that stupid penalty by Braden Shen. Yeah, and the Blues actually got off to a pretty good start in Game mm-hmm. Five. Had some chances of their own. Drew a penalty. They couldn't convert on the power play. That's kind of been the theme for them. Yeah, but but up until the point where Brad Marchand scores, they had, they had killed off five consecutive power plays. Yeah, they had been doing well, but five on three with the skill level of the Boston Bruins. Total breakdown uh, there. As we have a goal officially, Alex Morgan scores the first goal of the World Cup for the United States women's national team on a cross by Kelly O'Hara. one nothing USA over Thailand 12 minutes in. USA off to a fast start in this World Cup. Uh, so, first I'll, update there the, for them. The biggest biggest player on the team who they need to do what they want to do mm-hmm. gets a goal in the first game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, I mean, this, I mean this, she this, is their most important player. This, this say, is a player right? that comes with like, I mean, she just just has. Not, I'm not saying she has pressure, but. She wants to really. She, she kind of does. Stands be, out. She wants. This she wants is to really the first one without Abby Wambach. It is. It is. So, so you want to make that statement of, n- no offense to Abby Wambach, great career, but it's my team, team now. now. Yeah. One hundred percent agree with okay. you. One hundred percent. But yes, USA on the board. One nothing. Twelve minutes in, and uh, I mean, it looks like they're going for more at this point. What uh, we talking about sharks before? Oh yeah, they smell blood. It's on fire, dude. It's gone. it's ready to go. Um, but uh, back to just back to the hockey there. Um, that penalty by Brandon Shen was just absolutely atrocious. I mean, you see the numbers let, let up. up, let up. You gotta let up there. Um, one nothing lead. Marshawn scores. Tuukka Rask was just. Unbelievable in this game. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's been unbelievable all playoff. He really – no, no, he has. And that's that's not even to short, sort of sugarcoat it. This dude's been unreal. Yeah. I mean, I forgot who it was that was asked in the locker room. Oh, it might have been um, um, Bergeron. It might have been Patrice, Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron. They were asked if, if, if this Tuka Rask of this 2019 playoffs reminds them of the 2011 uh, Tuka Rask. And he said, yeah. Actually, this, uh, this one to me has been better. You think so? 2019. Yeah, I think Tukarask played. Th- I, I don't often agree with Pierre Maguire. Mm-hmm. 
I don't but, think anybody does. <laughs> but he said, uh, he said throughout the playoffs, the pl- the Tuka Rask we have seen this playoff is the best Tuka Rask we've ever, ever seen. seen. And I, I'm I'm not one to argue that because I, I think Tuka Rask has been. I mean, it does not take a rocket scientist to f- to see what Tuka Rask has done yeah. and has meant to this Boston Bruins. Both team. goaltenders, both teams. But what you could say, and this was and this was a point that I was thinking about um, even yesterday and Sunday night after the game, Jordan Bennington, for a you know a a a, a, a rookie, rookie, yeah, a rookie in the Stanley Cup Finals, right? And he has had moments where he stood on his head. Mm-hmm. He lets up some very soft goals. He's let up some weak ones. I, I'll give you that. Um, but, but his defense at times has not helped him. No, it, it, it hasn't. I, and one hundred percent agree with that. But there's moments in games where. Like, um, I think it was the third goal, the one where it, it – I forgot who it was that, that, that scored it. Um, shoots it, hits off the ice. That kinda. was Carlo. That was Carlo, the second one. Yes. The, the thing on that one is – and I'm not arguing this – is once that puck takes that dip, it, it's, it, it, it's it, a tough read for anyone. It, it No, 100%. But it, it kind of shows you there. I mean, in, in a moment like that, you kind of have to make an adjustment. But I know it's on the fly. It kind of, it kind of, it goes under the blocker there, yeah. and, and it's it's really tough. It's really tough at that point. But um, just looking at it from an outsider's perspective, he he tends to make little tiny mistakes that lead to those goals, right? Yeah. The, the, those those soft goals being scored. He does, and look, he's a rookie, so I'm not going to sit here and belittle him because he is just, I think he's 25 or 26 years old, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, in the Stanley Cup Finals. He's, you know, he's played well yeah, for no, the most he, part. No, he, so. He's actually one of the main reasons why they're there. He is the main yeah. reason. So. Um, and then on the fourth goal, you have the giveaway by Petrangelo uh, on the boards. Sean Corrali has I played mean, the, 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 awesome. What a pass, first yeah. of all. Yeah, what a pass, but what a play just to get in on the oh, forecheck no, yes. to make that drop to Marshand over to Pasternak. And then Pasternak with the all the time in the world, he gets Bennington. Never give that guy time and space. He gives ben, he gets Bennington to make the first move. Pasternak gets it uh, high up on the top net. Shelf, top yeah. shelf. Pretty much sealed the deal there after Ryan O'Reilly gets the goal on what was an incredible save, to first of all, yeah. by Tuka Rask. Just so happened just that the puck crossed the line by that much that gave him that goal uh, in that game. Their only goal of the game for the St. Louis Blues. So Ryan O'Reilly continues his yes. really good play going into Game Seven tomorrow night. But all right, so I mean, we got Game Seven tomorrow night. I mean, after what happened in Game Six, who has the most pressure? Is it the Blues or is it the Bruins at this point? I think there's pressure on both, but I think there's a little bit more pressure on the Bruins because the Blues aren't supposed to be here. Everyone set was, you know, a lot of people were not picking the Blues to even make the playoffs. Remember, in January, they were mm-hmm. the worst team in hockey. I had the Knights in the finals. So, uh, I had Nashville. So, I was out. We were both out in the first. Uh, listen, I had Tampa and Nashville. So uh, I had I'm, Tampa <laughs> and, go, and Vegas. <laughs> so, we'll so we were all we're done in the first round. <laughs> um, but I, I think Boston being at home gives them a little less pressure. Um because they're playing in front of their home crowd, so that'll always have them going. And they've been here before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played Vancouver. I, I believe them in Vancouver was the last game, st- seven. game seven yep. for the Stanley Cup Finals. 2011. So, yeah. 
And Boston won, Boston obviously, won that in series. Vancouver, and we know what happened well, in Vancouver. The riots after. in Vancouver. <laughs> Cars being flipped over. I mean, fire stars. I mean, Vancouver's just not very good at losing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, Vancouver fans. Sorry. Sorry, eh? But, yeah, I agree with you. I think the pressure is on Boston here. Mm-hmm. Although St. Louis does have some of the pressure because of the fact that. I mean, they're on this unbelievable run, and they they had the chances to close this out. They yeah. had the chance to close this out, and they could not. Although in I, front of their home fans, and, and I will say this about St. Louis, I would be very worried because Marshan scored in Game Six, Pasternak scored in Game Six. You Big better Z scored in. Thing you in better game not. Six. You better not hope that something that carries over because when those two guys are on. Mm-hmm. The Boston Bruins are almost unstoppable. Yeah. Because the way they've played, 21 now, different goal scorers in the playoffs. Pasternak obviously got a uh, got two points out of this one yeah. with Mar- the, the goal and the assist. Martian had a goal and an assist. Martian had a goal and an assist. Krug gets a point. DeBrusque gets a point. DeBrusque played arguably his best game in the playoffs. Krejci gets a point. Corrali gets a point. I mean... The guy, the, the, these guys about, are literally stepping up. How literally, about the kid who they just put in the lineup, Carson Kuhlman. Yes, as we have another goal, the United States scores their second goal of the game, two nothing, USA. I'm going to get you the uh, score momentarily. I turned around uh, too quick, uh, too late there, but nice two nothing, USA. Though. Oh, it was an absolute. Uh, it was a. I think that's Rose Lavelle, uh, but oh, great, every great Rose show. has her thorn. Yeah. Uh, but great shot though from outside the box, about 50, uh, about twenty yards out, beating the goalkeeper there, two nothing USA, twenty minutes in. So uh, quickly, quickly, yeah, getting out of hand there. They got blood. They I mean, let's see because it it, it it looks like a close play there. It could be checked out by the VAR, the video assistant referee. Um, Does the flag have to be up first? No, uh, no, not necessarily. The call usually they can put the flag up to 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 call in offsides. Yeah, uh, but but it's something that gets called from Upstairs. the replay center, which is you know outside, of, which is in France, but it's I believe it's in Paris. But they got a view of the game. They got like fifteen. So it's monitors. like the replay center in exactly. uh, Toronto for the NHL. Yeah, and it's uh, sort of like the replay center in the caucus. Okay, in, 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 yeah, same sure. thing. But the goal was allowed two nothing USA twenty minutes in. Um, but yeah, back back to the hockey. The, the, you were talking about the the, the, the Bruins' player. best players have been their best players, and Bergeron, Pasternak, Marchand—they're very important. But let's talk about the guy who I don't think has gotten enough—he's uh, gotten enough credit and love. But Z, what Zidane Chara is going through with a broken jaw—yeah, it's unbelievable—and playing and playing big minutes and playing well. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the confidence in the world in the Boston Bruins. And like I said, he he gets the empty net goal at the end of the game. But I mean, that sort of just puts the cherry on top as to what, as to what Big Z has really meant for this team. Yeah, and, and you know he leads by example. And this is a team who's been there, done that. This is business as you. I feel like we could say this about any team in Boston right now. They're just take care of business like usual. Like any, yeah, any team. But I mean. They insert Carson Kuhlman into the lineup mm-hmm. in game six. He gets a goal. Yeah. 
So he'll probably stay in the lineup for game I seven. I think I saw something about that, that he will stay in the lineup. Yeah. So that probably means David Backus yeah. will not play. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's what a little, I saw. Concerning uh, there. No, that's not concerning. It's a little upsetting because I thought the biggest storyline outside of the rematch from 30-plus years ago was David Backus, Backus against, playing his, against former his former team. team yeah. And so, I guess concerning was the wrong word there. Yeah, but, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. But, you know, it happens, but... Yeah, and you know one thing, he'll come down. He'll probably do the handshake line with all of his former. Teammates. I mean, though, you know, those are guys that he's pl- that he played with. Yeah, and so for St. Louis, they need their better players. Ryan O'Reilly's been fantastic, but they need a little bit more out of Jaden Schwartz. They need a little bit more out of Braden Shen. Tarasenko's played pretty well for the most part. But yeah, I I feel like in order for St. Louis to win this to to win this he game, needs to he take needs to it score. Over. I think he needs to score in this game. I think so. I think he's gonna need two. You think so? The way Tuca's going right now and the way it's not by example and it's not the depth isn't there like it is in Boston. No, they you can tell that you know after you know the 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 big time players, the star players, right? The the Ryan there's O'Reilly, a huge there's drop a huge drop off. off. Huge drop off. So, St. Louis needs <clears throat> someone to play really well. Out in their top group, and you know, who do you say that player is? is? I think it's Tarasenko. I think Tarasenko is the one guy who could take over for them. Mm-hmm. But I think Boston's done a really good job of taking him away for the most part yeah. with his time and space. So I think Boston having last change will dictate how he gets matched up, whether it's Chara and. Carlo or Chara McAvoy, however they want to do it, or he's just going to go up against the Bergeron line. I don't know how Bruce Cassidy's going to go about that, but they need someone down below him to score. And I think the other guy is Pat Maroon, who had ah, a, St. Louis native Pat Maroon, who had a pretty good game six, had some good opportunities, some solid. Uh, feeds for opportunities that just missed or whatever. But him and Tyler Bozak have played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Those two guys who are big free agents for them, they need to be a little bit better. I mean, and there's no better time to do it than in a game seven, man. And, and just for Canadians listening, that is former Toronto Maple Leaf Tyler Bozak. Bozak. <laughs> so if the Blues win and he scores, Toronto wins. <laughs> Toronto is going to write a front page. Headline saying, former Leaf Tyler Bozak helps Bruins lose in Stanley Cup. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great for them? (laughs) I I could just see an Instagram post from Drake later saying, I knew Tyler Bozak once. Do we really think Drake watches the Toronto Maple Leafs? I don't think so. Oh, it's either him or Bieber. (laughs) Might be Bieber. (laughs) Might be Bieber. Isn't Bieber from, like, Montreal? I don't know. He challenged Tom Cruise to a MMA. I style saw that. Fight. Oh, that was pretty funny, though. That was pretty funny. I'm not I give lie. the edge to Tom Cruise for all the Mission Impossible. Movies. You think so? I th- I give the edge to Beaver just simply because he's younger. He's more mm-hmm. agile, I guess you could say. But I wouldn't put it past that Tom Cruise to uh, <laughs> give him a nice little uh, knuckle sandwich here and there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> What a, we really went off script. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> but um, but yes. So Big Mike, I know the game is tomorrow night. Yes. But who do you see lifting up the Boston? Cup? 
I said Boston in seven to start. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with it. There's just something about them that I really like. I know I know you picked the Blues, and you're going to say the Blues. And I also picked the Blues in seven. Too, I know you which did. Which is actually pretty funny. Cause yeah. I, I, I didn't that see was this. Just, that was just me being a... Anti-Boston yeah, guy. Yeah, so, I mean, but the fact that it went seven at this point is pretty outstanding. It, oh, it's been a fantastic series. It really has. Now, we'll probably go over some keys tomorrow. But, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But this was just a sort of like a preliminary, Prelimin- look, a preliminary look at, at, at things uh, for the game tomorrow. Game seven, two best, the two best words in sports, man. Yes. Two greatest words in sports. Game seven tomorrow. That'll be on NBC at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, that, this one's for all the marbles, ladies for and gentlemen. For all the marbles. For all, for all the marbles. And uh, then no hockey talk for a week, because a week from Friday yeah, is the, the NHL draft. draft. Um, and that's going to be very important. For, uh, we'll, we'll finally get to be able to talk about the Rangers <laughs> without getting bullied about it. <laughs> I'm not saying he bullies us. but I'm not saying he bullies us. But... You know what I mean. But, um, but yeah, the NHL draft comes around. The free agency comes around as well later down the line. So those are very important weeks coming up in the NHL. But first, game seven, which is tomorrow. Um, Big Mike, let's take a break. And we'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Ted Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. All right, quick update, ladies and gentlemen. USA has tacked on another goal. It's 3-0 in the 30, 33rd minute. Lindsey Horan off of a set-piece uh, free kick just outside the 18-yard box. She gets the rebound, puts it uh, – where where she put it, Big Mike? Uh, top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. Ah, there it is. So 3 nothing USA, 33 Credit minutes. Credit for that one. <laughs> Three, uh, 33 minutes in, 3 nothing USA. The route is on. I actually predicted 4 nothing, but it might be more than that at this point. Hmm. I mean, which is a great start for the United States because Sweden won their first game 2 nothing. who was in the same group. At this point, USA will be in first place due to goal differential. Um, the more goals they tack on, the better it is for them moving forward. That's just in case of tiebreaker stuff? Exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, like, you know, let's say uh, they both – Finished three and or no, two they, and one. Yeah, two, two and one, two, two wins, one draw. Because obviously they play each other mm-hmm. in the third game. If they both finish t- uh, two and one at that point, the the goal differentials will will be what settles who's in first place, who's in second place gotcha. coming out of their groups. Uh, so yeah, more updates as we go along in the last uh, last half hour here of the of Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, still nine five Yankees with the lead in the Bronx. Um, that's later stages of the game there. Uh, in game one of their doubleheader. Uh, but let's talk NFL real quick. It's been a little bit since we talked NFL. Big Mike. Yeah. Many um, camps. Yeah, many camps are coming along. Um, Le'Veon uh, not really participating as much. He's not full go yet. They're sort you of. kind of expect you, that. The, the Jets are s- slowly incorporating him because of the fact that he took off that one year, uh, last year. He took off the full entire season. So they don't want. What happened to like let's say Des Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. To come in first first day of, of practice out for the season. Yes. So, you know, little by little, the Jets are incorporating him. The Jets have a new general manager, Joe Douglas, uh, former vice president of player development of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, 
and I mean same agent as uh Adam Gase and and um uh Sam Sam Darnold I I just blanked on his name. <laughs> Uncle Darn, Sam. you're old. Damn. Ah, yes, my fantasy football uh oh, really? league name. Yeah. Darn, I'm old. <laughs> Solid. Won the championship. That with is that good. One. I won the championship with that That's one. That's so. nice. Very good. Um, but yeah, so same agent. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was going to get the the general manager's position, but the Jets had to do their due diligence and and interview a few other guys. Um, but uh, Gio Rochelle gets another RBI. Two. Uh, he gets. He's got five. He's got five in this game. Wow. Gio Urshela and the Mets are tied in the game. The Yankees just have scored five other yeah. runs. Gio Urshela with a double to deep left center field. Todd uh, Clint Frazier scores. Uh, no, Todd Frazier's playing with the, with the Mets. <laughs> Clint Frazier scores. <laughs> Yankees up 10-5 to five in this one. Uh, that one is in the bottom of the seventh inning. Um, but, yeah, Joe Douglas gets the general manager's position. I think it's a six-year contract that this guy got. That shows something. I mean. Shows you got belief in the guy. It shows Adam Gase is going to be around for a while. <laughs> Looks like. I thought, uh, I, I kind of figured Gase would be around somewhat. He He's going to be tied to whatever, but. Yeah. He, and I understand Todd Mc, uh, um Mike McCagnan. <laughs> I was thinking of Todd Bowles. Mike McCagnan drafted Sam Darnold. I understand that. 100%. Yes. Uh, but you know the progression of Sam Darnold's kind of kind of it, it's it was kind of slow. Yeah. It was kind of slow in that first season. Started off, you know, he gets the the interception in his first throw in the NFL in the game against Detroit on Monday Night yes. Football. Recovers, Jets blow out the Lions. Sort of goes downhill after that. He gets hurt. He misses a few weeks. Comes back against the Patriots, and uh, you know, and things kind of s- slowly progress from that. Actually, it was the Buffalo Bills, I believe, he came back against. But he had a he he brought the Jets back, the Patriots game. He improved a little bit more, you know, little by little. Uh, you know, things sort of turned around for Sam Darnold at the end of the season. But now, you you have an offensive minded head coach in Adam Gase, right? Mm-hmm. Who is now in charge basically of grooming Sam Darnold and making him into one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL. Hundred percent. That's what he. That's what he was brought in for at that point. Basically, yeah, he, he was brought in for the development of Sam. Hundred percent. You're right. Because other than that, I don't see another reason why he would be there. He wasn't brought in for his defense. I'll tell you that much. Obviously, no. he's an offensive-minded head coach. That's what um, Greg Williams was brought in for. Now we'll see what that relationship is going to be like moving forward. Right? We've heard the history of those two. They they don't really get along very well. Right. Um, Maybe Greg Williams puts Manny out. <laughs> but, um, you know, we have to see what happens moving forward with Sam Darnold. Adam Gase, his future with the with the New York Jets, banks on how Sam Darnold develops over the next two years. Two, three years. Let's yes. see. I, I, you know, you're right. I would say two. two you want to just see him progress over the next year. That's what you can only hope for. Yeah, that that's why you moved up the three spots to go get him. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens there. Joe Douglas, as I said, gets himself a nice little hefty contract from the New York Jets to become their new general manager. And this guy has, you know, has been credited with, you know, eyeing talent. That's 
That's what he was there for yeah. in Philadelphia. And I mean, he, I think he took the post in 2016. You know, they obviously won the Super Bowl. Um, I guess you could say two years ago now. Yeah, two years ago. Um, so he has. He knows what he's doing. He, yeah, exactly. He knows what he's doing. So, I mean, we can only hope, I can only hope as a Jet fan that this sort of, this marriage works out to the best of its ability for the Jets moving forward. Um, but that's one signing that happened over the time that we weren't here. Another one that actually happened in Philadelphia. Carson Wentz gets himself a nice, nice contract extension. A beautiful one if you're Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's good for the Eagles, too. Because you got the guy you think is your guy for the long term. Plus, he's not really getting that big time, you know. He's not making that Aaron Rodgers money. You know what I'm saying? Not yet, at least. Not yet. Right? So, he still, <laughs> he was willing to sign this before he, I think he had two years left, too. Yeah. So... It's uh, it, he was given a four-year, one hundred and twenty-eight million dollar contract extension that includes guarantees over one hundred and seven million dollars. You, you know, when I first saw this deal, I was hoping we'd be in the next day or so because mm-hmm. I had a question for someone else who works here before us. Ah, the Guidster, Mister Guido, and maybe if I see him tomorrow, I'll yeah. ask him because. I, I thought this deal was just to put all the pressure in the world on the Dallas Cowboys to get to Dak get, done yeah. because of all the other contracts they have going. So his deal is now six years, $154 million altogether with the four-year extension. Man, he wants for it. Oh, the Eagles really did. Yeah, they wants for it. They really did. Um, that's a good question, though. Does this add pressure to this is does this put pressure on the Cowboys now to give Dak Prescott a contract extension or to give him a deal? And that that big of a deal because that's what quarterbacks are going for. It's crazy how the money gets driven up every single contract. Yeah. Look at what Russell Wilson just did, right? In the offseason. Yeah, you're right. Look at now it's Carson always Wentz. quarterbacks. It's oh it's the quarterback. But man. if you look just general the for Dallas, mm-hmm. Remember, Amari Cooper's coming up, or is up. They got to find him money. Uh, Jalen Smith. I think Amari Cooper's up this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus Dak. Plus, don't forget you Zeke. Got, yeah, you got to give, give Zeke something. At least now, right? Not now. I think they they have the fifth-year option on him. But yeah. after that, that's, that's a big thing also because they've invested a lot of money in that offensive line. And somewhat on the defense because Jalen Smith is going to need to get some get paid too. So they got, I mean, they got dudes to pay at this point. That that's they just do. that's just what it is, right? They got guys to pay, and it might it might be that they they don't have enough money to go around. Yeah, and so someone's going to go. But you, who yes, is it? Yeah, someone's got to go. But I, I'm telling you now, I don't think it's going to be Dak, right? I don't think it's Dak. Dak's either. not going anywhere. Zeke's not going anywhere. They, they, they're going to do everything possible in their right minds to, to keep Zeke, right? So who's going to go? Is it Jalen Smith? I mean, it's not going to be Cooper. Can't no, be Cooper. I mean, you gave up a first-round pick for him. And the way he played for him. Yeah, and then what was it, eight games that he played for them? Yeah, whatever it was, yeah, he was solid. I mean, you gave up a first-round pick. You're not, you're not going to let Amari Cooper go just for that. Is it one of the offensive linemen? And just remember, 
right? You had a first-round pick the previous year. I think it was, and you drafted Leighton Van Der Esch. Yes. And who who was it that they uh, jumped over? Um, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, who's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Right? You had the opportunity. That's who Guido wanted. I remember I remember that day like it was yesterday. Holy smokes. Should have seen his face when Leighton Van Der Esch popped up on the screen. Should have seen his face. It was red. <laughs> red. But he, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch turned out to be a very good find for the Cowboys. Very good find. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, let's see what happens here. The Cowboys have a lot of people to pay at this point. And it's, it's coming up quickly. Yeah. It really is. Um, Someone else that got paid, Kyle Rudolph. He just got paid by the Minnesota Vikings to stay in Minnesota. Did you see that one? Four years, 36, I believe it was. Uh, we'll get you the number now. Um, yeah, four years, $36 million yeah. contract extension. Sources told Adam Schefter of ESPN. Uh, so, I mean, Kyle Rudolph has been huge for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and don't forget they drafted Irv Smith in the second round. Mm-hmm. So, now all of a sudden you're going to play dual tight ends with Smith and Rudolph. Thielen and Diggs on the outside. If Dalvin Cook can stay healthy and the Minnesota Viking defense does what it did two years ago, the Vikings are right back into the thick of things in the NFC. I think what's most important for them, right? Yeah, you you keep Kyle Rudolph there, you keep him happy, you give him his, you give him his deserved money, right? Yeah. It's not it's not an like an exuberant it's amount of money. It's not overpaying. It's not yeah. overpaying him. It's also for what he's meant to that community yeah. also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, he is from uh I think within that yeah, area. area. Uh and you know, just what he's meant to the team as a whole together. Yeah, I know he was a Notre Dame kid, too. Yeah. So. Uh, good for him. He got his money's worth. But I think the most important thing is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, what Kirk Cousins are you getting? Exactly. Because you give him all this. You give him the, the, the contract. You give him all this guaranteed money, right? You don't even make the playoffs. Well, I, I think that. It's fair to blame Kirk for some he deserves of that. Some, he des- I'm not saying all the blame goes on no, him. No, no, he no. deserves some of the blame. He though. does. He gets part of it because he plays quarterback and he got all the guaranteed money. But that defense did not play up to what it did two years ago. No, I mean, it's, no, of course not. It's not the, It wasn't the same, right? Right. So, I mean, everything sort, everything literally was yeah, at Josh one point. Allen, Josh yeah. Allen. Just, so if he could stay healthy. They had the issue. One of the defensive linemen. Uh, he ended up. Um, but he spurned them in a sense. And <laughs> what is going on? That's about to get a goal. Like three six went down kind of easily, but that should be a. But definitely deserves. Oh, of course he at does. At least he didn't have a great line, but you know. But I I don't know. It's fine yeah, but also. you see what what leads me to be put into situations where, well, me. where they put up twenty four points or whatever. You're winning the, the game. defense is good. Kurt Cousins. Now you got the room to hold it together and keep him protected, keep him upright, right? Yeah, it was an automatic catch, right? <laughs> I mean, they. You're right. He needs this looked at, but you no. Know, he he. If we're being completely and brutally honest, right now training camp. Ah, <laughs> uh, fifth none start till training camp. When I still think Brandy backup quarterback in the league, the league best bearded. Yeah, board? and he's oh Brett, Brett Burns. Brent Burns. I think it's. And he's smiling and he doesn't have many teeth, teeth either. <laughs> <laughs> Got to change it up there. Um. <laughs> it's over. I have no hope in the lead. Ahmed Rosario's gonna hit. And oh, it's a bit, it's, it's god awful. It is god awful. It re- well, Gisellman can't pitch every day, and that's my things. Yeah. It's just 
where's one where's the ref? I mean, this was this was the thing that we sort of looked at a lead late in the game, right? Seth Lugo gives up the tie. Make it, uh, was that yeah. complete it, game? So uh, you give him that one more batter. Let Noah try to finish the inning. Unless you need too much analytics, man. It really is. He gets burned by it. That's I, I don't think he would. The Yankees were two. You, well, four with the Cardinals again. I mean, the Yankees again. No, I think they gained a half game, so I think it's yeah, who threw seven. Oh, he's coming back. No, no, no. I'm saying, oh, boy, watch out. The young guys have been. Yep, starting to heat up a little. He does bullpen, but they could do that. A little nice little payday there. They, you know what's funny? It's, so that's a lot of sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get the pro. That's what the, the big maples on the mountain game. Shocked. <laughs> shocked. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, man. The bottom, bottom of the, the eighth. eighth. Playing on the tube right now. That would have uh, made more <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, of the New York Mets. We have Highland. Uh, just absolute goalkeeper. And offsides. Offside. Would have made more of a difference in this one. But sure. coming up next, <laughs> he's got himself a nice little. Well, for Big Mike Griffin, I'm Renee Canal. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.